0: Welcome to my kitchen. My name is Tepai Murisana. I hold a WSET level 2 certificate, an advanced brandy certificate from the Cape Wine Academy. In 2016, I was awarded the Very Veritas Young Writer of the Year Award. I've written for many, many publications and edited one or two in my time. I hold an interest in many topics and many things, including construction, if you can imagine. So I hope that you'll be able to pull up a seat, come into my kitchen, and enjoy endless hours of not only food and wine but many of the other delectable topics that keep us engaged we look forward to hosting you soon welcome back to my kitchen thank you so much for joining me once again this week as we do every week i will bring the wine and then we're going to make it pop we speak about a book or show or film a pop of pop culture. And finally, The Dish, where we speak about something or someone delectable who's made our world a sweeter place. This week is going to be a little bit different. We'll be discussing a heavy topic, and so I ask that we hold each other with tenderness and gentleness, and in the same breath, that we'll be able to share in each other's kindness. Before we get into any of those tragedies and difficulties i want to start with something so joyful so this year the 2020 Sauvignon Blanc South Africa top 10 awards were held virtually and were hosted online by chef Zola Nene and Nathaniel but before the award ceremony began Arja yeah, I'm told Arte Bota winemaker at Klein Zalza and also the chairman of the Sauvignon Blanc Association began the award ceremony with the most incredibly uplifting words. So he not only told us that the um, association started in 2007 with the idea of raising distinction and innovation, he also told us that some of the funds from the awards were going to go towards the, the Vinpro Foundation, towards the education of future winemakers, but he also gave us a little bit of a boost in the words of Johanna Mokokki. I loved. He said, I'm 100% positive that 2020 will never be forgotten. And I'm sure that we can make some good memories tonight. Now is the time to stand together to celebrate. And he also quoted the words from the movie Charles. He said, um, if, you get, if you knock me down, I'm going to get back up. And I'm pretty sure that many of us are carrying that spirit throughout this year. Apparently, the judges tasted over 139 wines in three days. And later on, I'm going to share some of those top 10 Sauvignon Blancs and what maybe makes a good Sauvignon Blanc. But I first want to whet your appetite. So we had the great thrill of enjoying a menu at home from Overture. These awards went all out. They encouraged us to dress in black tie and to enjoy fine dining from the comfort of our own homes and i was so thrilled all the way in johannesburg um, because they overnighted a box of this incredible food um, by chef berson and his team so if i can just make you a little bit envious with the menu um, the starter was A little bit of chia butter, a little bit of basil butter, some marinated olives, some smoked, ethically caught Cape bream, some whipped lemon cream, and some grapes. And they paired the entire menu um, with different Sauvignon Blanc for each um, of the attendees. And I had the great thrill of tasting it with the Strandfeld First Sighting Sauvignon Blanc 2020. Um, so enjoying this wine from the southernmost winery and vineyards in Africa. From the cape of gallus was such a thrill but i will also share that enjoying this really really good food by one of south africa's most celebrated chefs from the comfort of my own home was such a pleasure and a privilege also considering how much our hospitality industry not only in south africa but i suppose globally has gone through and how difficult the pandemic has been it was incredible to taste the effort that they went through so um we received some instructions um, from the chef and it was very brave of them to assume <laughs> that we wouldn't mess the meal up. Um, so parts of it meant heating up, um, things like the du- the duck dish, we had to do the heating up while we were preparing the bread and olives and then some of us were th- having mini photo shoots in our kitchen making sure that Graham knew that we were wearing our black tie Um and so this first sighting was a gorgeous accompaniment because it's also a bit of a tropical Sauvignon Blanc. Later I'm going to speak about the different styles of, or styles of Sauvignon Blanc. But it just went beautifully with the main course as well. The main course of confit, duck and potatoes, truffled white bean pot, oh, which was just gorgeous. Um, sherry vinegar sauce, long stem broccoli, sweet mustard dressing. So we weren't supposed to heat up the broccoli um, or the dressing but your girl forgot about the source Uh, (laughs) um, because I was so busy uh, trying to keep up with the awards online and I guess you know follow Twitter to see what everybody in Cape Town was up to Um, and it was just it was really really entertaining because the winners were being announced in in real time so it started at about I think six or seven and so for an hour or two, it was just so brilliantly executed. It was like the Oscars of food from from home. Um, so I, I obviously didn't have to heat up the broccoli. It was just so delicious. Um, Smelt amazing. Um, and then the duck and potatoes wafting throughout the house. You know how I love me some duck fat potatoes? That's my section. And the first sighting also went beautifully with the dessert of Camaro tart, strawberry tea, and fresh strawberry. This is the nicest thing that I think has happened to me in 2020 and if you ever see me which I hope you will you'll notice that I'm well hopefully I will still be a very small person but I am a very small person so I haven't had a three course anything in since the pandemic so I actually had to save some of the dessert for the next day because I thought it's a meal for one that's how it was packaged otherwise I think I should have invited someone to share this delight with me and I obviously have the great thrill of sharing it with you And so part of the joy of my life, I guess, is that as the country reopens and as the hospitality industry reopens, and it was an an incredible display of innovation as well. But as the wine industry continues to innovate and and find ways of um, reaching its customer base, not only in Cape Town, but across the country, I also had the joy of attending the Canon Corp Black Label tasting. Uh, And it was quite cute because Heidi from... Canon uh, called it the gift of COVID, but um, at the Canon Black Label tasting, um, I was warned by Johan Griecher not to overthink food and wine. He shared some sage words from Paul Sauer with me, which I'm delighted to share with you. He said, "Don't be intimidated by the pretentiousness of those who purport to be wine connoisseurs, and even better things. Please listen and enjoy." On the other side of this. We share more about the Sauvignon Blanc Awards and more about this curious grape. A quote by Paul Sauer. Don't be intimidated by the pretentiousness of those who purport to be wine connoisseurs. Please, do not allow them to get in your way and don't allow the snobs to terrorize you. Don't become obsessed with the right wine. Decide for yourself what a good wine tastes like. For you, the best wine is the wine that tastes the best. And to hell with the rest. Yes. Welcome back to In my kitchen. So the Sauvignon Blanc Awards were a resounding success. Besides the extraordinary menu from Overture at Home by Chef Bertus Besson, I think that Yolandi de um And the Sauvignon Blanc SA team did an extraordinary job. So Sauvignon Blanc South Africa has revealed the winners of the 2020 Sauvignon Blanc SA Top 10 competition. And if I'm anywhere near as good at um, holding tension as I should be, I'm going to give you the names of the winners in alphabetical order that you could easily Google, but I'll add a little bit of dramatic effect. So in no particular order except alphabetical, this year's top 10 are Alfie's Drift. Sauvignon Blanc Reserve, 2020. Sylmore Limited Edition Sauvignon Blanc, 2019. Dimasdale Winter Ferment Sauvignon Blanc, 2020. The Ghost Corner Wild Ferment Sauvignon Blanc, 2018. Iona Algin Highlands Wild Ferment Sauvignon Blanc, 2018. Let's take a short commercial break while I pour a different Sauvignon Blanc. And you wait with, I assume, bated breath for me to give you the names of the remaining winners. Clean is Alza, Family Reserve, Sauvignon Blanc, 2019. Ormonday, Tip of the Old Block, Sauvignon Blanc, 2019. Paul Kluver, Cl- Sauvignon Blanc, 2019. Stark Conde, Round Mountain, Sauvignon Blanc, 2019. And finally, the, the, one of the top 10 Sauvignon Blancs in South Africa, Gallen-Bosch Vineyards, Southern View, Sauvignon Blanc, 2020. Congratulations and well done to all. Um, So the top 10 were drawn from a broad collection of entries with 96 producers who submitted 149 wines for the competition, held with the support of FNB. Um, So the winners um, were selected by a panel of very esteemed judges. The judging panel... Was comprised of Dr. Winifred Bauman, Cape Winemaster and convener of the panel, alongside Cellar Master Charles Hopkins of De wine judge and wine writer Fiona MacDonald, and winemaker Roger Van of Stock Day Wines. Roger is also uh, a former Cape Winemakers Guild protege and someone who I hold in great uh, esteem. The panel also included protege judges Candace Barnes from Buchenhoutskloof, Kelsey Shanking from grendel and victoria davis from Glenelly. congratulations to all the judges for doing an extraordinary job of picking 10 wines from 149 entries that's incredible so you know i i take my hat off to the competition to the sauvignon blanc sa association because um, RJ Bota also said that we see extraordinary innovation in style and flavor profiles as well as diversity in origin, with three top 10 winners from Stellenbosch, two from Algen, and one each from the Breda River, Elam, Worcester, Durbanville, and Darling. He said he wanted to congratulate Dimasdell as well with their hat trick with the Wota It's the only one that has shone in the top 10 for the last three years in a row. Um, and it's extraordinary what they've managed to achieve. Um, so, the annual Sauvignon Blanc Essay technical seminar will be presented as vlogs on the Sauvignon Blanc Essay website during the month of November, with the speakers focusing on the technical aspects, including f- information of the top 10. Um, I learned a lot about Sauvignon Blanc from Charles Hopkins, who is one of the judges. Um, I continue to learn a lot about Sauvignon Blanc from Charles Hopkins, and I've poured a glass of Lundscreen Sauvignon Blanc. It is a 2020 delicious <laughs> um, so it's for me I get a lot of tropical flavor on it a little bit of granadilla a bit of grassiness as well some green fig um, and so they suggest having it with um, chicken or fish but I um, received it with some nougat and it was a bit strange with the sweetness but Um, It was, I think that the intention was just to do it in a relaxed manner, to enjoy wine as it's supposed to in the garden, and one of the things that I think I struggle with with this grape, um, and I might, and I might, this is a safe space, so I'm sharing with you, (laughs) it's the acid, it's a very high acid wine sometimes. Um, I feel like I'm revealing parts of myself, uh, which is why I guess a lot of people don't mind having it with like a salad, and that's part of why I enjoyed what Chef Bertis did with the overture menu, because it had so much variety, I mean from duck to um, those those grapes to the Cape Ream, which was actually delicious, the Cape Ream was gorgeous. so I think that I, I'm i slowly opening my heart up <laughs> to New blank. We came from a difficult place, but we're moving forward. Um, and it might be, you know, why, the reason I'm, I'm so curious about it, it might come from that place of difficulty where you see everybody around you enjoying something so much and you're like, oh, okay. But I think I've had one or two that were maybe, as I'm saying, either just too aesthetic or... Um, they didn't manage to hit that balance and there is something so nice about a Sauvignon Blanc that is intentional and so Charles Hopkins um, was very generous he helped me to write a story while I interviewed him for a story that I was writing for Woza I wrote a story on the six ways Sauvignon Blanc might surprise you for Wines of South Africa that website the story was published in July 2020 Um, and what I've learned was really interesting because it's it's a global phenomenon I guess Sauvignon Blanc It's not native to South Africa so apparently sales of Sauvignon Blanc rose by at least 38 percent in the United States um, in the months leading up to July 2020 and this is according to Nielsen so my assumptions were twofold and uh, some of them were supported by the article that was published in Fortune magazine that first of all it was um, summer in July so the four months leading up to summer were obviously spring so it's a bit like here what I'm enjoying right now with this Lenskruen and other Sauvignon Blancs, including the first sighting, um, being able to sit in the garden on a, on a warm day. I know you might be able to hear the gorgeous Joburg summer rain happening outside, this thunderstorm and lightning and all these gorgeous things. But in general, South Africa is quite hot in the winter oh in the summer and, and later spring months. And I think that it might have been similar in America, where sometimes you don't want to have a wine that you think about too much. You want to have just a nice, refreshing glass of wine in your garden on a hot day. Um, And especially with the lockdown and the pandemic, pretty much the way I was enjoying the awards from the comfort of home, that you're actually stuck in the house. And if you're going to have to buy, um, well, you don't have to, no one's forcing you. But if you'd you'd like to buy a case of wine, uh, or maybe you run down to the bottle store and you get one or two that you know you're just going to love, one or two bottles of wine, just pop in the fridge. Then Sauvignon Blanc, generally is a good bet, because it will go with so many great foods, as um, Chef but son's menu um, showed. Um, so I think those were my assumptions, that first of all, most of us um, are at home, um, sadly due to the pandemic, but also beautifully due to the pandemic. What a privilege to be able to spend all this time in our homes. Um, secondly, um, the assumption that it is just actually a wine that people do enjoy, and most people are not overthinkers like me. Um, they, it's just nice, <laughs> so that's lovely, and also it's growing in popularity, and it's always, it's always been consistent. It is one of South Africa's most widely p- planted grapes, Sauvignon Blanc, and I'm I'm learning so much about how much um, it's enjoyed in the world. So um, Charles Hopkins, um, obviously from the Grendel in the Durbanville area, was so generous, and he taught me so much. So he said to me that there are several styles of Sauvignon Blanc, and for him specifically five. So the first, uh this is very sciencey, so so get your white coats out. First of all they are the esters, uh, where you've got your pear apple flower aromas and this is due to the fermentation process. So while it's actually fermenting, that's where you get these aromas with the apple. The apple that I enjoyed so much. <laughs> so much with um a Natita wine. Um and then the Theels is the second style. We've got your tropical flavors, like this Lanskren, um, like citrus, granadilla, and black currant. And then you get the third. Help me, please, it's science. Metho, cyprozine. I think I did fine. With your green aromas, that is your asparagus, lemongrass, capsicum. Those are some of the Sauvignon Blancs that I truly love as well. Um, nitsida also has some great examples of that. Um, it's, it's actually one of the things that I do, I do enjoy, but not too much of the asparagus. Um, It it, it is actually really great for food, I found, that aroma. And then fourth, your wooded Sauvignon Blanc, where you've got your sea cup, minerality, and vanilla. That I do enjoy as well, a little bit of structure it gives. And then the fifth is your natural Sauvignon Blanc, which is orange in colour, it's funky and phenolic. So um, Charles Hopkins told me that while the Grenda produces a great deal of Sauvignon Blanc from the farm in Devonville, which is a warmer area. Um, so think of our hotter climate. There are other sources of Sauvignon Blanc um, that are cool climate. And what Charles revealed is that de Grendel um, produces Sauvignon Blanc from the farm that is um, in the combination of the first style, esters and the second style, Theos, with an emphasis on Thiels. Um There are about 15,000 cases of this particular style. The Kutzhais Sauvignon Blanc is brought in from Lutzville um, uh, and darling which is made in that um, greener style uh, and it has a 15 percent wood component so it is probably i think one of the styles of sauvignon blanc that many of us um, do associate with a lovely seaside lunch it's it's that wooded sauvignon blanc and then you've got those asparagus flavors it's really lovely and then the cape wine mix guild sauvignon blanc is made in a combination of styles three and four so it's a style Of those green flavors as well as those wooded flavors with an emphasis on the wood and it is a hundred percent wooded. and then he also went on obviously to explain the influence of terroir on Sauvignon Blanc um, and he said that um, at the Grendel Sauvignon Blanc generally tends to lean towards fields and I think that that might be because it's warmer so that means you've got those tropical flavors the citrus the granadilla you've got all those things that are influenced by the environment from which it comes, and then obviously in South Africa because we've got so many climates—you've got your cooler, your warmer, and there's a Sauvignon Blanc that I'm very excited to tell you about later as well in the show. Um, we've got your moderate maritime conditions that ensures a long, moderate ripening time from Verizon um, in the new year until mid-picking in February, and those maritime com- conditions combined with good w- wine making and well-drained blue soils res- results in the success of Sauvignon Blanc. Um, and alongside this, I think that I, I learned a lot about um, personal style as well, that what the winemaker likes is, is generally what goes in. But also, you know, as a, as, a, as a growing foodie culture, which is part of what being at home has created, most of us have become either super chefs at home <laughs> Or we're trying to figure out how to feed ourselves on three ingredients but the Grendel chef um, Ian Berg um, he was he had a Facebook cooking series and he paid the Grendel could say Sauvignon Blanc with salmon citrus and a mozzarella salad so it's a gorgeous salad wine whereas Donnie from Natida um, described the uh, wild child (laughs) wild ferment wine as a high risk high reward situation Um, and, and I think that, you know, it's, it is what it is, you know, all of us love to, to pretend that we're really, really good at cooking, but sometimes it's those simple things that work really well, like having a little bit of, um, chutney as, um, Chef Amari Burger from Van had done, um, something, and it, it actually, one thing about it is because of that chutney had a lot of spice. Um, the acid in good Sauvignon Blanc can stand up to like a really nice spicy dish, which is, also something I think that South Africans love. We love something that can stand up to spice. Um, and Don had also suggested that uh, Natita Coronata integration, because it's a barrel fermented, so it's got that wood with a little bit of on, um, should pair well with anything from your apricots and pancake to roast duck. So duck is, is a really popular Sauvignon Blanc um, pairing. And although the awards... Mm-hmm revealed just how many Sauvignon Blancs I think that I still have to get to know. I've learned the word Somo for the first time on that night. Um, I didn't realize because you know I guess if if you have to boil it down to 10 uh, it just makes me think about what was what else was up their sleeves with those 149 and Charles Hopkins obviously has a great breadth of knowledge which is why I, I tried to tap into his and he says that while Durbanville produces excellent sauvignon blanc um, you should try the styles from South Africa's various wine regions so he um, as i said earlier he ex- explained that darling definitely has that greener flavor and Durbanville Constantia Elgin and Elam are field driven which is that um, tropical flavor <laughs> and um, Alongside those regions, he had said that sometimes you have surprisingly very good Sauvignon Blanc from a warmer region where the conditions are perfect. And for him, a successful Sauvignon Blanc is dominated by ocean influence and definitely not high-lying continental conditions. And so later on during our Make It Pop segment, I have a very exciting Sauvignon Blanc to share with you, which I hope um, you have a good glass of Sauvignon Blanc to enjoy with. But besides South African Sauvignon Blancs, I think that I'm, as I said, I'm just so thrilled by how well this grape is doing in, in our country. But an article on Wine Enthusiast um, made me realize, it's actually, the article is titled, A Six-Bottle Masterclass to Sauvignon Blanc, written by Lauren Murray. And so it made me realize how, not only, I mean, we always knew the history of Sauvignon Blanc, but how, I guess, people all around the world are constantly learning about this, this grape. So although it's become so popular in New Zealand and I've had some lovely Sauvignon Blanc from I think Cloudy Bay in New Zealand um, and you've got those um, Marlborough Sauvignon Blancs that have become so famous, um, it is obviously originally from France. It's (laughs) It's obviously a grape with a long history but I think that because it's from the Bordeaux and Loire Valleys, um, and we've associated those with old world characters. The new world, the Sauvignon Blanc, are also raising a different level of consciousness, which funny enough, a few years ago, Claire Nazalza, I tasted some um, of both, some of those both sentiments with RJ um from the association. And so what she um, says, this writer, is that if you compare the old world Bordeaux Versus the old world Loire Valley, you'll learn a lot because um, a lot of people believe that the grape originated in Bordeaux, where um, these days it's typically blended with Sémillon, as um, Dany had done at Netida. Um, the union between Sauvignon Blanc, known for its aromatics and acidity, and Sémillon for body and texture, has been copied by winemakers around the world, as Dany did. And so from Bordeaux, you'd get some flavors like citrus, hay, herbs, peaches, pear, figs, honey, and citrus. Um, And a lot of, uh, she says, you're from, I'm not going to try and pronounce this French word, so you'll all laugh at me. But from a particular region, you've got a lot of easy drinking versions. Um, Whereas um, in in Grave, you've got a lot of the oak barrel, Sauvignon Blanc. So again, you know, even in France, various styles. Um, and so she says in the New World, wines are labeled by variety, where French do so by region. And so I think a lot of us know Sancia. We don't know Sauvignon Blanc. And I think readers of Fifty Shades, I'm looking at you right now. Sancia is actually Sauvignon Blanc. While Sancia from the Loire Valley, along with Pouy may has produced a varietal of Sauvignon Blanc for centuries. So subtle differences emerge between these competing appellations. even within the Loire Valley, though wines generally have precision and purity not found elsewhere. And I have had an extraordinary, I think even at that tasting uh, with RJ, he was very generous, I suppose, to bring all these lovely French wines to us in South Africa. We learned a lot about how uh, the cool climate in the Loire imparts wines with freshness um, and it also restrains alcohol levels. And I have to take my hat off to South African winemakers because they have learned how to keep Sauvignon Blanc fresh and restrain alcohol levels. Whereas in New Zealand and in the New World and in Napa, um, it, it took on a life of its own. Uh, New Zealand was is responsible, I think, for many of um, the styles of Sauvignon Blanc that many of us know today because I think... Um, they've done such a gorgeous and extraordinary job of it. So by the 1980s, she says that New Zealand had become the variety's new world home. And in 1986, Cloudy Bay's deb- debut put the region on the world. Ha, huh, look at me, tasting Cloudy Bay. Cheers. Did that. <laughs> so she says the distinct wines of Marbury are as much a result of terroir as intentional style. And dry, sunny conditions in the otherwise cool climate region contribute to the wine's trademark freshness and flavour. And I guess that freshness is something that um, the wine imparts and exhibits, and it was just made for that gorgeous summer garden feeling that we had. And then she did uh, a comparison between the Napa Sauvignon Blanc and New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. And I think it's crossed I'll be able to visit Napa in the new year, because I'm very curious about this. She says, many new world producers have tried to copy New Zealand's success, Napa Valley's distinct style Evolved from Robert Mondavi's earlier efforts in, to the famous Cologne Villiard planted in the late 1960s. Today, Sauvignon Blanc is the second most planted white grape in Napa County, right after Chardonnay. And so we learned a lot about varietal, that variety in re, and regionality, but also the difference between unoaked and oaked. And I know in South Africa, you know, even the wine I'm having now is incredibly fresh and likely unoaked um whereas you know some of that nutilla wine is oaked and it has a lot of that um that influence um but very interestingly she says the most famous oak sauvignon blanc in america is robert mondavi's series of fumé blanc mondavi created the style where an american consumer is herbaceous tart wines the name fumé blanc references Puy me, in the Loire Valley. Fifty shades something. <laughs> the oak barrels go in and out of style Sauvignon Blanc. There are few reasons to use them. Oak creates textures, add flavors, and encourages malolactic fermentation. Um, so you know, I think that Sauvignon Blanc is definitely um, it's it, it's more than meets the eye. I think that it's it's its popularity, I, I suppose, is. Is there for a reason? I think that there's a reason that it leads so many of our wine lists, even at steak houses. I think um, it is a fresh wine. I think that uh, they chose an exceptional top ten this year. As I said, um, uh, I, even one or two that I know I've never tasted, but the few that I have, um, the wild ferment, for example, from um, the winter ferment from Demasdal and the ghost ferment, and the ghost corner wild ferment. definitely wines that that thrill me but also some of the finalists i think who were in the top 20 um, were thoroughly exciting and if you stay tuned for our make it pop segment i'll share one of them with you thank you for enjoying the i'll bring the wine segment with me this week Um, i look forward to enjoying the next two segments with you welcome back to my kitchen thank you so much for staying with me Generally, in our make it pop segment, I try to speak about a book or show or film or pop of pop culture that I think makes for great conversation. So I often am asked what do people speak about when they're drinking all this wine and when you're at your wine lunches and I've been raised on the idea of small talk <laughs> and having conversations about so what did you watch and if you ever watch the tv show The Heels Um, you'll remember the famous words to Lauren Conrad so what did you do this weekend and so I've tried to speak about books or shows or form of that nature except I know that in our last episode we did speak about bombshell and the morning show which was particularly heavy and tragically and sadly this week we're gonna have to go back to that place because I read an article in the New York Times about the court of master sommeliers and my heart goes out to those brave survivors um, of sexual misconduct and what i have viewed as truly difficult circumstances for people who are just trying to make um, their careers and so i thought about um, a book written by an incredible writer, as well as a good family friend, um, a beloved friend of mine, Manawa Mohale. She produced an anthology called Everything is a Deathly Flower, and she has a much better bio than family friend <laughs> in the book. They've written from Utlanga Press. Manawa Rufila Mohale was born in 1992 in bon- Bononi. Her work has appeared in Jalada, Proof Rock, The New York Times, The Mail and Guardian, Spectrum.com, and others. She's a 2016 Bitch Media Global Feminism Fellow and has been long-listed twice for the Sol plaiki European Union Poetry Award. After living in Canada for five years, she now lives in Johannesburg where she works as an editor and writer. This is her first book and I didn't ask my permission to review her poetry anthology. Um, but uh, so it was published in 2019 the book is called everything is a deadly flower published by Osanga press um, in cape town and when i attended the launch at in Melville last year um, at an independent bookshop um, it my heart was in two so manela spoke um, with sincerity and openness um, and i hope um, to be able to, to do the same, to speak of her book with sincerity and openness. So it's a book of poems. She shared, um, with Jenny Chris Williams, who we know, I know, uh, love and respect, um, that part of writing this book, and it's, and it's a very tiny book. She's a tiny person, but part of writing this book, it shared the different styles of, Poetry, and if you, if when you get your hands on a copy, you'll also be thrilled. Um, page fifty-three. It's almost like a table of kind table, yeah, on Excel, but as a poem. And so the poem is called "Google Translate for Gogo: Detect Language, Southern Sotho. Of um At the bottom of the poem, I'm not going to read the whole poem. It says, "Grandmother, like you, I survived." Um, And so the book is about survival. Um, There are parts of it that I think are for Manila to share. Um, But I think that many of us who survive difficult things struggle to speak about them. And I think that she was so brave to write them. Um, So the book begins with um, a little cover. And I'm going to use those words to lift us up. Dear reader, are you still there? Take a second, now, breathe, with me. So, it speaks where language is insufficient. Um, some of the poems are very personal conversations between her and her mother. For example, the poem, Let's My Aunt. Um, some of the best parts of the book are, are realizing um, how well, well, not realizing, because we know she's well-read, but having a window into how well read she is um, and also what an extraordinary poetry journey she is she's had so on page 14 um, page 14 is preceded by words from nakane's piggy boy's blues um, so he says and the fender is here for this conversation thoughts are like opposing currents meeting on paper i wish to write clearly and plainly about the havoc that has been wreaked on me I had planned to say my body instead of me, but at that moment I realized how all-encompassing that event was. It, was a, it is a wide net, it is an ocean and not a river. It is some unknowable, expansive tundra, and I have nowhere to hide. And the poem that succeeds these words is Phalaenopsis, which is a moth orchid. So obviously the poem, is, the book is called Everything is a Deathly Flower. And so she writes about, I'm going to read two stanzas of this poem. This orchid is an open night, night blooming held out to you as a beginning, soft flesh, throat opened in glass rhythm, rehearsed, young and memorized, back when you were both girls. And so it's extraordinary what happens throughout this poem because you get a sense of, um, as I said, her thought process, I suppose. But also she's very good at giving you just what you need. So on page 23 is that poem that I began with, Morapa Sitsani for Survivors, where again I remind you, Dear Reader, are you still there? Take a second. Now breathe with me. Because the very next page page 24, she references the work of extraordinary poet Saeed Jones who says, in a place of no, my leaking mouth spills fox gloves, trumpets of tongued blossoms litter the locked closet up to my ankles and petals, the hanged gowns close in mother multiplied more, there's always more. And then she writes about this incident and it's tragic and difficult. She begins with the words, the memory returns to me as a dream. And so I encourage you to read this poem for yourself. I could do it, but I, I want you to read it. But I'm going to borrow from the third and final stanzas. In the dream, the ground asks you, what on earth you are doing? In the dream, everything rises to protect me. The petals from my mouth are survivors. I am up to my ankles in petals, the hanged gowns, clothes, and ensnaring you, and suddenly I am safe. Everything is different in the dream. In the dream, I am safe forever. I leave my moss bed with bare feet. Somewhere a lover calls by my name, Gift Mother, she says, which is, uh, sidebar, her name. My means Mother of Gifts. <laughs> we find each other by the water. I leave the fox gloves behind me. Every petal that fell from my mouth is a survivor. They are my mother multiplied more there's always more so as i said it's an extraordinary book of accounts but also an extraordinary display of her talents on page 32 and 33 Um, incredible ways of using words to create shapes as i said up to page 37, this particular poem, and I think that if you, um, one thing she said at the book launch that I found very interesting, she said that she didn't study an MFA, and people normally wait for their MFA to write a book of poems, and um, I think that one thing that I loved is it it speaks to talent, and obviously I I don't want to discount how good her publishers were, and how good the editing process is, But I think to be able to be so brave as well, to say I'm going to put my poems out in the world, especially if they're so personal. On page 38 she writes a very sad poem, Portrait of a Bean Contemplating Suicide. Um, And you know, it's not a a book of sadness, as I I tried to allude, it's a book of survival. And I think that all of us who've had to survive, particularly that encounter, um, that encounter of sexual assault can speak to how, how, how different it makes the world that you view. It's different, it's a different world we work in. And she writes poems for people arts poetica from Melissa Tando by writing you text that I am transporting ground fertile enough to carry the weight and mass of messages tune and tune and tune and tune in always just open their mouth, so You give me back my name we wait for you the gift of yours walking in love like unshadowed horses healed by this pen this needle beautiful series of poems um, extraordinary talent she carries And more than anything, I think a beautiful full stop on a series of words. On page 62, she writes false bukhu. And then the cleverness of being able to read a poem as opposed to speak a poem. She crosses out the words, I don't care if you, and then leaves the words, believe me, to be able to read. So everything is a deftly flower, which I purchased from Love Books in Marble. Um, and I think that it's available through Utlanga Press, and I'm sure if you prod her on Twitter, Maneo will give you access to this beautiful book of poems. And I dedicate this to those survivors of any um, violence, but particularly sexual violence and sexual misconduct. And my heart goes out to those extraordinary women who came forward with their stories from the court of master sommeliers. Can't have been easy. Thank you so much for staying with me. When we come back, we talk the dish. In My Kitchen is brought to you by My Kitchen Company SA. My Kitchen Company is a Johannesburg-based kitchen, bathroom, furniture, and renovation business. They bring you everything in the kitchen sink. Visit them on Twitter at MyKitchenCoSA for more information. Welcome back to my kitchen. So I'm opening what could be a sea scroll (laughs) or a letter, a message in a bottle. So I wanted to share the sea salt of Sauvignon Blanc from Grotte Post. This is the worst kept secret I've ever had that I am thoroughly thrilled with this wine. So Jenny Chris Williams um, reminded me the other day that we both tasted this at the Sommelier selection for the first time um, in 2019 when we could... So gaily, go outside. <laughs> um, and it was a very interesting experience for me because I generally try to uh, limit the number of wines I taste, especially um, if it's a, a multi wine tasting. Um, and all the sommeliers kept saying, Well, you have to taste the sea salt, you have to taste the sea salt. You know, enough peer pressure later. It was one of the few wines that I did taste and, I, and it left an indelible, indelible mark. It left such a strong impression on me. It had a little bit of a saline quality, but paired with that lovely tropical quality, um, it had all, uh, you know, all three elements that Charles Hopkins had said that a Sauvignon Blanc should have. It, it spoke of provenance, it spoke to the terroir. It um, has that amazing um, feeling and it's so strange for a bottle to encapsulate a feeling but it has that amazing feeling of being on the west coast at the atlantic toes deep in the beach sand arms um, stretching towards the daisies <laughs> in darling um, as well as having those great tropical flavors and just enough of that um, green character for you to be like oh yes it's for sure sauvignon blanc and it's a little bit of Semillon as well so they 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 ticked all the many many fantastic boxes that i suppose one or two when they're making a really great Sauvignon Blanc. So, according to them, the nose exudes fragrant bell pepper, which is that green taste I was saying, as well as blackcurrant, Granny Smith apple, and subtle aromas of kelp and passion fruit. This complex and integrated nose follows through onto the palate with concentrated flavours of grapefruit and zesty lime acidity, is balanced with a lingering finish and i think it's that lime that gives you that feeling of i should be having an oyster right now <laughs> something that i i often say so the vines were planted in 2001 um, the soil is hutton or oak leaf um and it's uh, it's elevated at 250 meters facing the south so the winemaker says that this is their flagship Sauvignon Blanc with the hint of sommelier and a touch of oak and he says Since we, The winemaker Lucas Wenzel says that since we started making this wine in 2015, it has evolved quite a bit to where we believe this wine style should be. After four years of experimenting with 40 hectares of Sauvignon Blanc grapes on the farm, we have identified 10 hectares that produces the typical style that we want to capture for our sea salter. Vineyard management is the same for all the Sauvignon Blanc on the farm, the same clones, but the difference is specific site where the vines are growing. The vintage was quite tricky because of the warmer conditions and early ripening. It helped that we only harvest by hand these grapes between 6 and 10 a.m. At the cellar, we used we sort the grapes by hand before we crush. The work we do is reductive with the juice. Only the free-run juice is used after 10 to 12 hours of skin contact. and Most of the fermentation was done in stainless steel tanks. 90% of the fa- final blend was burn- fermented in 300-litre French oak barrels. In tank, the wine was left. After fermentation, on the fine lease with the barrels, on the fermentation leaves with occasional stirring. The wine was on the lease and in the barrel for four months before we made the final blend. It is a lovely blend. Uh, I know many of us are craving a trip to the sea. I know I've been dreaming of ways to escape this house <laughs> that I am actually so grateful to be in. But um, this is a lovely way to do it. Just make yourself, I suggested, because I'll be doing wines on KFM. fm So if you're in South Africa or if you have access to the internet and you want to stream in, I would suggested to Jenny, because um, I'll be doing wines uh, on Saturdays with Jenny on KFM. fm that this is definitely a wine that I would pair with fish and chips. But as I was speaking to her, I got really fancy and I said things about prawns and, and <laughs> calamari, which would probably also be very nice. But um, uh, so her show is from nine to eleven on Saturdays, um, and I actually think that is a good time to chill the wine, so that at lunchtime at twelve you have your fish and chips ready. So thanks again for staying with me throughout this episode of in my kitchen. I know it was a little bit discursive. I did want to speak to you about fun things, and but I realized that the the world is a very heavy and difficult place. Even when I wanted to speak to you about the Real Housewives. In The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I read a very sad story that Erica Jane or Erica Girardi um, has filed for divorce from Tom Girardi of 21 years of marriage. And I just thought, you know what, to be honest with you, it's okay. That's why I said I'm, I'm asking you to hold me in a safe space as I hold you. It's okay for things to not be um, light and wonderful. But that's why we have the dish. So in this section of the show... I like to speak about something or someone delectable who's made the world a sweeter place. And I received an email from Megan Bolden, all the way in California, honey. And Megan had some incredible news to share with me. So Megan from the Calhoun and Company Communications Company. Thank you, Megan, for sharing your good news with me. She says that O'Neill Wintners and Charles Woodson are pleased to announce the Charles Whitson and O'Neill Family Wine Scholarship they're announcing a new series of college scholarships with um, the California Polytechnic State University and Sonoma State University and these scholarships aim to recruit and retain high achieving BIPOC, black indigenous people of color who are interested in pursuing a career in the wine industry. Congratulations, sounds incredible. So scholarships will be available to students accepting who are accepted at the respective universities in the upcoming fall 2021 semester. So the applications, um, if you're going to be making them, which I hope you do, and you're going to be applying to these fantastic institutions in California, um, the application portal for Cal Poly San Luis Obispo will close on December 4, 2020, and the Sonoma State University application portal will close on December 15, 2020, so don't nap get to it, get to applying. Prospective students may, well, I'll send all the information um, on Twitter, but visit those um, university websites and also um, visit o'neillwine.com for more information because um, these are four-year degrees, so two students will have the opportunity to complete a four-year degree and the goal is to encourage, obviously, additional donors in the wine industry to support and create funds for full or partial scholarship stuff for more BIPSU students entry into the wine industry and um charles Woodson um and o'neill family wines have created this incredible opportunity as i said when i was reading that story from the um new york times with regards to the court of master sommeliers i was so overwhelmed that in other countries not yet <laughs> people can earn healthy livings from the wine industry um in impressive that they can um do that, and and if you can create this opportunity for yourself, then you should hurry on and apply. So um, Charles Woodson, who is a former NFL player and a partner at Charles Woodson's Intercept Wines with O'Neill, says, "I cannot think of a better way to support the next generation of young BIPOC wine professionals than with scholarships at the top universities in the heart of America's wine country. I look forward to getting to know future recipients of the Charles Woodson and O'Neill Family Wine Scholarship as well." Hopefully when the gate opens, when John Vla John <laughs> Vla Gate, I hope to be able to go to California. Um, and I definitely want to make, I know I spoke about Oregon last week, so I have, I have many, many things to go and, and see in the great United States. But um, I definitely want to shake their hands and, well, if we can, if we can touch. <laughs> I want to congratulate them. Oh, I'll bring my sanitizer and my mask. I want to congratulate them on this great feat. Um, I spoke about the Cape Winemakers Guild Protégé program earlier um, when I spoke about um, Ruja, who's now at Stock Conde and judging incredible competitions. I think that um, opening up the doors for the next generation of winemakers, it has such huge implications. Um, huge. It's rippling around the world, all the way here in South Africa. I'm so excited about this, this opportunity. The scholarship in partnership with two California universities will cover 100% of tuition, room and board to support the recipients over the entire college career. The ongoing scholarships will fund one student at each university at a time. And then when you're done, you don't have to suffer unemployment. (laughs) O'Neill Witness and Distillers will provide internships and mentors to offer hands-on learning opportunities for scholarship recipients to enhance their college experience in the wine industry so, you're going to attend these great schools and then afterwards they mentor you. Iconic. So, Jeff O'Neill, CEO of O'Neill Vintners and Distillers, says that I hope this initial scholarship gift will inspire other members of the wine community to support our top universities in reaching the BIPOC community. One of the things I make at BOCOP, we're learning. Hashtag stay woke. In both my personal and professional life, Jeff says, I have made community service a priority and what better way to support the wine community than to create a nurturing environment for the next generation i'm so excited to partner with charles Woodson yet again and welcome scholarship recipients into our o'neill witness and distillers family thank you so much for sharing your good news with me i wish you so much success and i wish you so much joy and thank you so much for staying with me throughout this episode of in my kitchen I wish you joy, I wish you success, I wish you safety, and I wish you good souvenir block. Have a good night. I love you so much.